0: Well, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to whatever we're going to end up calling this. Um, right now, this is just Justin and Ben discussing theology. We're using um, Dr. Michael Byrd's Evangelical Theology, second edition, um, fairly new book, um, but it's been you know the first edition has been out for a while. Excellent look at theology, and we're just beginning. To dive into it, what have you thought so far? Reading this, Ben.
1: Uh, so far, uh, I like. I was telling you, this is a much bigger book than I'm used to reading. Yes, uh, it was. It was weird sitting on the couch with it, like the, you know. But uh, <laughs> it's really good stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's it's so far. It's been very interesting, and he's kept it entertaining, which is which is great when you have a book that thing. has got. Yeah,
0: it. I mean, I honestly think that is part of what makes this book really good. I mean, you can look. I don't know if everybody can see. But I mean we've got several systematics up there and this is the only fun one. Yes. And and they're not and they're good. There's a lot of good stuff in those, but this is the only one where um I think the author has a sense of humor that he shows throughout the book.
1: Yeah. And I, I remember reading it and he he explained the reason why it's the second edition and some of the complaints in the first edition were that he had too many jokes or something. Right. He was like, I didn't change any of that. You know, right. I don't care. No, I I like it's it. part of the fun. Right. It? And no. I think some of that, you know, some of that's his personality.
0: I think some of that is his culture. Um, many of you probably don't know Dr. Burt is Australian. Um, he is at a college in Melbourne. And I think that really kind of speaks into a lot of what we find as we read a little bit about oh, him in definitely. the book. Is you know, his background and his culture coming out. What, um, you know, let's just kind of, you know, we're going to dive into the first chapter but I think there were some interesting things just to kind of lay out a little bit about the book, um, just in his introductory comments. So anything in that kind of introduction that, that spoke out to you?
1: Yeah, I think two things uh, in particular. One is uh, the people that he found inspired him or, yeah. or to, to write this, or, or people that he's looked up to. It was a broad spectrum of people, right? Um, he he lists uh, John Webster, uh, N. T. Wright, D. A. Carson. You know, very uh, broad spectrum of different types of people, right? Uh, and then he he lists. There's a bunch here, yeah. Um, and I think that's that's interesting, as well as his collegiate background, yeah. being quite diverse as well, right? Um, which leads into the second thing, where he has this. Uh, he's definitely fallen in more of like a reformed theology, is what you, what you were saying before. But he's, but he's got elements and little flavors of different um, right different elements all throughout, uh, which I think is great because it, it offers a much more well-rounded approach to discussing some of these things. And I think he
0: does a good job in here of laying out his background and laying out where he's coming from. You know, saying, look, you know, I'm, you know, he, he says, look, I've got a, my theology is reformed. He speaks of himself. As a Calvinist, I think it'll be interesting as we look at that. As you know, where do we agree and where do we disagree with him or with each other as sure. we're reading this? I mean, with you as you're listening to this or watching this, you know, where you know, where are you disagreeing? Where are you finding some things? See, I recommend, you know, pick up this book. You know, read along with us. I think you'll get a lot out of it. Now, there we were talking, there are some very long chapters. Dude, Most of these aren't huge, giant chapters. The one we're looking at today is just a few pages. But, you know, there's some really long chapters. But even if you haven't read everything that we're talking about, I think it, you will get a lot out of looking at this. You know, my main thing about wanting to read theology, to discuss theology, you know, really comes out of that scripture we were studying on Sunday. I want to know God better. I want us as a church to... To know God better, I think a lot of the problems that we see within the wider church today are because you know people don't have a really good grasp on what they believe. So when people hear something that's got the name Jesus attached to it, they automatically gravitate to it and think that it fits into who they are as a Christian, and oftentimes it doesn't.
1: Yeah, and I think too, it's a it's an extremely um community type event, too, of of talking about things. Uh, I know growing up, like, my mom always told me, there's three things you don't talk about at the dinner table. It's politics, money, or uh, or religion. And I think in this situation, like, this gives us a great platform to discuss something uh, that has sometimes been more controversial. It's a little difficult to talk about. It is sometimes
0: hard to talk about. I agree. Yeah, I think that's one of the big things. And you know, one of the things that he lays out in here, you know, he, he asked the question in the introduction, why an evangelical theology? And I like, you know, one of the things that we were talking about before we came on here was, you know, if we're going to study a book that says it's an evangelical theology, we've got to understand what does evangelical mean? So, I mean, what do you get from, you know, you can just read it straight out of here, you well, know, as sure. he was, or just kind of what you got from what he was talking about well, evangelicalism.
1: Well, I'll tell you this. Uh, when you first handed me the book and I saw evangelical theology, I was like, uh, uh-oh. Like, that was the first <laughs> feeling. I was like, oh, man, because like, evangelical has such a, it's been warped and twisted so hard a lot of right. times. That it almost has a bad connotation to it, but as I was reading through it, I think my favorite thing that he said was um, he related it to uh, C.S. Lewis talking about mere Christianity and right. he said, I'm a mere evangelical, meaning right. it's, it's, if you stripped it all down to the basics, here's what an evangelical believes, right? Uh, and it's not all of these other things.
0: Yeah, and I think what's really strong here is he makes the case, because he, he talks about it and knows that, you know, a large portion of the people who are going to read his book are going to be American Christians. Sure. And he brings out and says, I'm not talking about evangelicalism as a particular voting base, as a political movement. I'm talking about it from a church perspective, from a theological perspective. And um, very first part of this, he says, when I refer to evangelicalism, I am referring to a historic and global phenomenon that seeks to achieve renewal in Christian churches by bringing the church into conformity to the gospel and by making the promotion of the gospel the chief mission of the church. And I think he lays out really well throughout this, you know, what he means in that. And I love the idea that he talks about it being a global community. And one of the things that I really like about this book, and he talks about this in the introduction to the second edition, is... How he did some in the first, but even more in the second, bringing in global voices into the conversation that we're having about this. Because I don't think a lot of us really know, but the church as a whole is growing more in the global south than it is anywhere else. Yeah. And we need to listen to those voices. We need to hear those voices in places like Asia and Africa and South America. And I think he does a good job of pulling those in. Well,
1: and the church looks so different over there than it does right. here. I mean, even if you look at um, there's been a lot of uh, house churches and such like that over right. over on the West Coast that have been kind of slowly making their way over in this area. So the church looks so different culturally in different places. Yes, it and does. I think it's nice that he brought in people from all over the place to, to really weigh in on it. And I think that's great. And what, what we see here is, you know, he is definitely
0: closing off. You know, this is this is an evangelical theology. And he says, look, this is gonna be a reformed evangelical theology, but I'm gonna bring in these voices into that discussion so that we can hear from people from these different places people from these different cultures who may see things differently than we do but we also understand that we're coming together
1: around the same theology which i think is really really cool that's super the other thing too that going off of that where he's defining certain words i think uh him defining catholic church was an interesting thing too because i growing up for me methodist we have the um, oh, right now I'm gonna forget what's the creed, the uh, Apostles, creed. the Apostles. Oh my gosh, uh, I can feel my mom slapping me on the wrist. Now. No, uh, the Apostles Creed, where you know it says, "I believe in the the, the, Holy, the, Catholic the church. Holy Catholic Church," and it's like, wait a minute, we're not Catholic, right. we're Methodist or we're whatever denomination was reading the Apostles Creed at the time, and having him describe like, no, that's not, it's not that you're a Catholic, it's right. that there's this larger church, absolutely, and that's what it you know. There's
0: it's for. there's big C Catholic, and then there's yeah. little C Catholic, yeah. and we're talking little C Catholic when exactly. we're Speaking of the Creator when he brings up the idea of the Catholic Church in this. And I think, you know, another place where I think he does a really good job of laying out, um, you know, what it means to be evangelical. He says, um, the primary marks of evangelicalism are conversionism, the belief that human beings need to be converted to faith in Jesus Christ. Activism, the belief that the gospel needs to be proclaimed to others and expressed in a commitment to service. Biblical, biblicalism, a particular regard for the Bible as inspired and authoritative, and crucentricism, a focus on the atoning work of cross, Christ on the cross.
1: And I think, think, I think, reading when I when I read that, I was like, "Oh, okay, this is what he means by evangel." Right like,
0: now, I understand. I'm like, I'm on board with this exactly. Now. Like, I, exactly. I'm,
1: I'm with you. <laughs> you know, it's it really is
0: about proclaiming the evangel. It's about proclaiming the gospel, and that's what ev- evangelicalism has always been. And so that's what we want to think about as as we're looking through this and we're thinking through this. Learning theology, um, reading a book like this, discussing a book like this, um, gives us the opportunity to know God better so that we can share Him better with others. Yeah. The better we know Him, the better we can worship Him. The better we can worship Him, the more we're going to have that desire to, to really be able to talk to people about what Christ has done in our lives. You know, so... As we're as we're going through this, we want to open up um, the opportunity for you that are listening or you that are watching to ask us questions. We won't be able to answer those while we're here live, but if you um, ask some questions, we will definitely find ways to answer those, in whether it is in a chat or we just answer it in the next time that we're getting together or when we reach that particular subject. So if you've got theological questions or you've got questions of things that we're bringing up, um, put that in um, the Facebook comments here on the live stream. And maybe if you're listening to um, this on the podcast, you can comment there, or you can go back to the Facebook page and, and comment there, or comment on YouTube, anywhere that you want to do it. We want um, to be able to have this be a conversation, not just between me and Ben, but between all of us who are coming together around it. We want the whole church to be involved in this. So we so we dive in and we look at this first chapter as we said. This is kind of a kind of a short chapter, but the, it's. It's really the basic question. We're
1: studying theology. What is theology? You know, what? You know, what? Yeah. What is that? You hear the term thrown around a lot. Maybe you went to school. Maybe you didn't hear it in school. Maybe you uh, you've heard it thrown around a church. What What does this even mean? Right. Um, and I think, at least for me, growing up, um, theology was not a word that I heard a lot. Probably until like high school. Yeah. And when I did start hearing it, it was okay. Theology was the study of God. Like right. the, the, on the very basic. Yeah. Level. Um, and I, I like that he, you know, he, he says that that's what it is. It's exactly. exactly. On the most basic level, it's a study of God, um, and you know, not to spoil more ahead of time, but, like, he does eventually equate it to, like, a scientific method of some sort. You right. know, where it's, like, it's a science uh, to describe, you know, how we learn about God. Well, I think that's exactly what, you know, it really is what we would think it
0: would be. I mean, if we're studying biology, that's the science of the biome. If we're studying theology, it's the science of theos. So it's the science of God. It's, you know, how do we we study God? And I I really like how he, you know, he gives us several definitions of it throughout. I think there's several of them that are really, really good. I really like, um, on page three, he um, quotes Barth, saying, "Dogmatics or theology is the self-examination of the Christian Church in respect of the content of its distinctive talk about God." And so, I love that—that that it was that idea of the self-examination of the church. Mm-hmm. What do What do I believe about God? What does the church believe about God? And then we can. And what's interesting is, you know, when you think about theology, you know, we can branch out and we can look at historical theology. What did the church? Yeah believe about God? How has that changed from then until now? Biblical theology, which this is on somewhat it's it's a systematic and biblical. You know, biblical theology, you're pretty much going to go straight through the scripture and, you know, what is it saying at this time? Whereas in a systematic theology with what we're studying, we're going to look at subjects and then say, what does the Bible say about this subject? So kind of a you know backwards way of doing biblical theology is kind of one way Systematic theology is the other way. We're looking at the subject and then bringing the Bible in. The other way, we would be opening up, say, Genesis and what's the biblical theology of Genesis. Mm -hmm. And I think that's that's really cool in that he's really saying, you know, this is a self-examination. Both of us and of the church, I like that Barth puts it that way. So that we're looking and thinking, you know, what is it that I believe? And I think that's where we want to read something. And we may read something that changes our mind. We may read something and it goes, and and we're looking at I know there's been plenty of times where I've read something and I've gone, I never thought about it that way. And then I dove into three or four other people writing about the same thing, and, and my mind has been changed on something because, you know, I realized that I wasn't thinking about it quite right. Exactly, yeah. And, um... And I think we have to be open to that as we're
1: reading something. Like this. I Definitely need to be open to the possibility that we're wrong. Right. <laughs> like, absolutely. And I think, and I think having that uh, a teachable spirit yes. is, I think, maybe how you would describe it is to go into it with, you probably don't know it. You don't, <laughs> right. don't know it all. Yeah, let's learn it together. Are we yeah. humble enough to be able to say I might be wrong
0: about these yeah. things? And I think that's that's the big thing when we're when we're looking at something because I mean I know for a fact just by you know him saying that he's reformed and considers himself Calvinist, that there's going to be some things I'm going to disagree with. Him. Sure. And, you know, even though I think he's probably closer to my reformed than, say, a, just from what I've read of this and, and other things before, that he's closer to my reformed than, say, like that five-point hardcore
1: sure, you know, Calvinist reformed. Well, and, and I think that, again, comes from his more... Um, he's got some Wesleyan backgrounds yes. and some Anglican backgrounds and stuff like that. Where it's like it's it's a little bit more loose with right. some of those things. And uh, I like how he describes it as the big tent. Uh, I've yes. always described it as the sandbox. We can all play nice in the sandbox. Right. Um, and We can have slightly different views, but we have right. we all have the basic idea. So I, I think some of that. It, it's nice to see that yes, he I hold to this specific standard, but. He's willing to, like, talk and willing to listen. And I think that's one of
0: the things that we want to do as we look at this is, you know, understand that just because I don't agree doesn't mean that that there's heresy going on. Doesn't mean we can both have orthodox biblical views and interpret the Scripture in a a slightly different way. And, you know, and there are things that we're just going to have to hold on to and say that's a mystery. You know that's just one of those things that yes, I believe this, but I can see where he gets his belief from, and I still believe what I believe. But you know what? Like you said, I got a teachable spirit. I'm humble. I could be wrong, and I'm not going to know the answer to that until I'm standing before God. And at that point, I'm probably not going
1: to. And then that point doesn't
0: really matter anyway. So, (laughs) so so what is you know? So it really comes down, you know, kind of simple, you know, in that sense of what is theology. We've looked at. A, you know, a couple of those definitions, just that simple one of, you know, theology is the study of God, and really, the rest of this is kind of just building on that, mm-hmm. you know, what is, we you know, what is the study of God, what does that look like, and kind of walking through it, and I think this one was really good as well, um, Yaroslav Pelikan, who said that what the Church of Jesus Christ believes, teaches, confesses on the basis of the Word of God, this is Christian doctrine. I think that may be my favorite of all the definitions that he
1: gives. Them. Simple to the point.
0: Yeah, that, and it gets it across. Yeah. yeah. If you know, if I think if if I was teaching this as a professor and I was you know going to have a test and mm-hmm. say you know give me the definition of theology, I think that would that be would the be one a I would solid, want. Solid. Yeah. Yeah. That's that'd be the one that I would be writing on the board and say this is the one I want you to know. And I think he's right. He talks about in here, you know, all these other, all these are
1: good, but I think that to me, is... right towards the end, he he talks about evangelical theology. Then is the drama of gospelizing. Yeah. And by gospelizing, meaning that you're striving to do the things that you're learning and saying. Right. And I, I like that. Okay, we're putting it into action. Like, what does this mean for us? Like, theology is great. You can learn all you right. want, but if you don't do anything, what's the point? Your theology doesn't matter. Um, yeah. If you do something with it, though, the putting the gospel into action—that I love that. Oh,
0: absolutely!
1: You um, know, if our theology is practical it doesn't really mean cool. anything. It would be right. the same thing if it was uh, if it was your biology. I mean, you could right. learn as much as you want to about—I don't know anything about biology, but you know—that know was, was a bad example. No, but, yeah, but yeah, but if you don't do anything
0: with it, yeah. that, what's the point? You know? Well, I mean, you—you know—I took some chemistry classes. I don't remember anything, no. of it, but I'm not a chemist. Yeah, but exactly. all of us are theologians. All of us who are following Christ right. are theologians. Anybody who is a Christian, I mean, and honestly, even those who aren't—if you're an atheist, you're a theologian. You're, you're making yep. comments about what you believe yep. about God. Yep. And so every single one of us is a theologian. So we should understand what it is we believe, and then look and
1: see what it looks like to put that into practice. And I would even say, from a from a mental health perspective, uh, having an understanding of what you believe, even if you even if you didn't believe this particular theology or or this particular religion. Like, just having an understanding of what you believe is so good to knowing yourself, to understanding what you need and what your wants and needs are as a person. Uh, And I think it's it's, it's a very healthy thing to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. And
0: I think, you know, I think it's interesting in here. One of the things that I like, I'll just read it. Mm -hmm. Um, On page 4 he says, it's one thing to debate the political thought of Cornell West or discuss the religious themes in the novels of Marilynne Robinson in the classroom. But it would be quite another thing to do that if West or Robinson were sitting in the classroom beside you. Theology, then, is not an objective discipline, just a study of an object like the physical sciences, nor is it a descriptive discipline like the social sciences. Theology is speaking about God while in the very presence of God. We are intimately engaged with the subject of our study. That's a powerful
1: half a paragraph well and and what that means is that it's ever changing not that god is changing but that like how we view it and how we learn about it is always changing yeah Um, i mean i wouldn't have done what we're doing now a year ago i don't think you know just
0: having you know how we're studying this and how we're doing it talking to the church through an iphone or you know through their stereo system or tv or whatever they're watching us on um that's a new thing. Yeah. And so how we do this, but I think that's what's great about this is, you know, even though everybody's not sitting in the room with us and they're someplace else, we know because of our theology that the presence of God is you with can, them. He is omnipresent. You can
1: study this anywhere you are, anytime. And anywhere. he's going to be there. And you're going yeah. to be learning and growing from it.
0: Yeah. 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 Well, right before what you read about the gospelizing, I mm-hmm. love... To do theology is to describe the God who acts, to be acted upon, to become an actor in the divine drama of God's plan to repossess the world for himself. And I think that really lays out kind of the theme of the book, in a way, as he's kind of laid out what, what evangelical meant to him, what theology is. I think that is really the theme of this book is that we do theology as part of the workers who are bringing about seeing God's plan come into place. And I love that idea, a plan to repossess the world for himself. Yep. There's a lot of theology going on in this chapter of what is theology.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I, yeah, it, it it offers a overview. Here's like what we're going to be doing. Right. But it's uh, in and of itself is it says like a deep. Right. Like, you're doing something. You're doing you're something, doing absolutely. Something. Uh, it's not a passive uh, activity. Theology is not a passive activity. Right. And I think that's And, you
0: know, the final thing that he says, the final sentence in this chapter is, the purpose of gospelizing is to ensure that those who hear Christ's name walk in Christ's way. And that's why we're doing this. And that was my thought on this is I want to know God better. I want the church to know God better because the better that we understand him, the better that we know him, the easier it's going to be to walk in the ways of Christ as we're pondering him, as we're thinking on him and and going through that. And so that's what I want us to to kind of think about as we're going through this. You know, we're going to spend almost a year. We may spend the entire year if we don't take, you know, if we take a few weeks off. Or decide to break a couple of chapters up, but we're going to spend a year in this book and looking and seeing, you know, how does each of these things speak into my life? How can I, as you said earlier, put that into practice? Because if it's not helping us walk in the way of Christ, then it really doesn't matter. Yeah,
1: yeah. What's the point? What I know
0: headwise is not going to be a big deal. Yeah. It's what am I, what am I knowing here that's coming
1: down here and then coming out into the way that I live my life? yeah I want to say I saw something on Facebook a while back about um, you know, something uh, along the lines of your actions uh, if if your actions don't reflect your theology then your theology doesn't really matter right absolutely uh, and I think and I think that's an ex- excellent example of this and I think we can use this as a tool to better our actions and right. better our ministry but if this the book in and of itself is just it's just it's just a book, just a book. yeah.
0: And I think, you know, that's what James was getting at when he said, you know, you can't just be hearers of the word, you got to be doers of the word. Yeah. You know, your theology doesn't mean anything if it's not changing the way that you live your life. Yeah. And so that's where we want to think through it. So in thinking about that, you know, we both looked through this, at least kind of skimmed through, what are you most excited, what kind of subject are you most excited to dive into?
1: <sighs> you know, okay, so again, to, to be honest, I haven't touched theology in this, like, kind of depth yeah. since college. Right. And, uh... So I think for me, I'm just excited to get, like, a, a basic overview of each of the, you know, the main, you know, Christology, um, you know, Angelology, Demon, you know, all of the different, like, ologies. Right. Uh, and, and, and really, like, look at them in a way that's not school-related. like Yeah. I'm not, I'm I'm not, I'm not prepping I've been th- for a test. Yes.
0: Like- <laughs> I've been thinking the same thing, because, you know, every, most of the time when I've been reading something like this it has been for a class
1: yeah i'm just trying to like absorb it
0: and uh, i'm trying to learn it for a test yeah yeah, yeah. i'm i'm the same way i'm, I'm kind of looking at that whole thing i'm really interested and you already mentioned the one like i'm just interested in i'm always interested in people's christology yeah oh, yeah i want to dive in and see what he has to say about jesus and, you know, there's so many pieces to that. But that's that's the thing I'm looking forward to, I think, the most. And I'm also, you know, I, I love reading about people's views of the end times. I think mm-hmm. that'll be an interesting part. Um, looking at his view of Scripture is always an that, interesting thing. That might
1: be that might be my favorite thing. Because yeah. that that's something, too, that I've been just, like, on my own doing a lot more reading about. It's like, the, how did the Bible come to be? Like, right. Why, why do we have the books that we have? What, what, you know, how did it come, you know. And and in learning about that I'm like, oh, you know, it'll be cool to see right. a systematic approach to how this how how they develop it. And I think all of that and
0: then I'm really excited to get to that place that we were talking about right before we started. It's like page one fifty nine, I think, which is the rap battle of the Council of Nicaea. Yep, yep. And he's actually written out a rap battle of the Council of Nasea, very much like when Manuel Miranda did with our founding fathers and their cabinet battles. And I've read through it, and um, I can just tell you, that um, we will be wrapping for you at oh. some point around chapter one, you know, around
1: page one hundred and fifty or so. It's one of those things that like no one asked for this. No one but, asked. I didn't ask for this. No. but it's there. But you it's just there. sort of you have, you to have to do, do it because it. it's in the book. It's in the book. We're just following the book. That's all it is. And I'm not saying the rapping will be good. No, no, no. no. But, I can um, almost guarantee it won't. The last
0: time I rapped at church, it was not very good. You can ask Jennifer. You can ask the kids. That was. But this will be a little different, and I think it'll be. I think it'll be fun. You know, there's there's some cool things like that throughout the book. Um, just some little aside things. Like I said, he's got a sense of humor. He's got an interesting way of teaching this. So I'm just really excited to to dive in as as we continue to go. Through this, uh, We'll be with you every Wednesday at 1 o'clock um, if you're going to be with us live. But then you can watch it at any time after that when we get it uploaded. It'll be on Facebook. It'll be on the YouTube page. And we will have it um, set out in a podcast form. And you can listen to it as you run, as you work out, as you're um, driving in your car. Um, just to get a little bit of theology in every week. And like I said, ask us questions. We want to know what you want to know so that we can make sure that we cover those things. Because there's going to be so much in here. There's going to be some things that we're probably going to give a little bit of short shift to. But if it's something that we know that you want to know about, then we're going to make sure that we spend some time with it. So um, I'm excited about this. I think Ben, we've been talking about it all week.
1: It'll be way more fun too with with them involved. I think yeah, that's I think so. A hundred times better. So. So. Any, any other thing that you want to say before we go? No, I think I'm, I'm good. Okay. This was awesome.
0: Well, if you've got any ideas on what we're going to call this thing,
1: yeah, because um, we've been talking about it for weeks, and we and just don't know. No, no. And so
0: if you've got some ideas for that, because we want to be able to um, build out some things, we want to have a nice little icon for that a podcast and everything, but we need a name for, um, for yeah. this stream, for this podcast, for whatever it is that we're going to call it. And uh, we're looking forward to you being a part of it. And I'm going to close us in prayer, and we're going to go from there. Father God, I thank you. I thank you for this church. I thank you for the bridge and for bringing Ben and I to be a part of it. I thank you for the team that you put together here. Lord, I pray that you would use this time together each week to strengthen our knowledge of you, to strengthen our walk with you, that we wouldn't come away just knowing more about you, that we would come away being more like you. Lord, we thank you, we praise, and we glorify your name.